Cheers, y'all. Well, 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 well. That sound makes it a party. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this fine radio program, podcast, and video extravaganza known worldwide as the uh, one and only uh, world-famous Smoking and Toasting. Uh, It is so nice to have you guys on board. It's show number 232, which officially puts us at... Halfway to 300. Yeah, I'm so excited. It's a a, a beautiful... It's a beautiful thing. Uh, welcome to the program. We're all about crap beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. We're going to talk about all three today. And uh, we're also... Okay, so here's the plan. The plan is that we have a guest on uh, via Skype who's been on the show before. I think we talked to her on the phone before. But, yes, yes. Uh, yes her name, was, her, her name is Lori Nadu. She is the gal in the polka dot dress. I'm not sure what that means. We'll have to ask her. But that that was on her little uh, bio information. But she is the person responsible for uh, Smokin' Mary, Bloody Mary Mix. And they've expanded their line, and she sent us some samples. So today we're going to make Bloody Marys, uh, except that um, uh, we tried to get her on for the test before the show started. And she didn't come on for the test. So that's why we were late. We were waiting. I think she's in the waiting room now, but it's going to be just that, a waiting room, because we have a few things to do before we get there. So in theory, Lori will join us and talk Bloody Mary Mix today. Now, I uh, I did not realize when we were putting this show together that I had within my own circle of friends and acquaintances an actual Bloody Mary masterpiece individual. And that is an aficionado. The gentleman. Yeah, if you the will. gentleman sitting to my uh, left, uh, and he's uh, my friend and a uh, Texas radio broadcasting legend. Please welcome to the show, Rowdy Yates. Howdy! <laughs> Yay! Yeah. So, Rowdy, I honestly, uh, so I've been to parties to your house before. Always a good time. The last one I wasn't able to make it to because mm-hmm. of a prior engagement, and you sent me some pictures yesterday. Of some of the concoctions and creations that you put together for the party. Right. Dude, I had no idea. Okay, now let me back up a little bit and say some of the pictures that I did send, we did not create there. Okay. They were Google images. Okay, fair and, enough. But 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 I, I, I brought it up first and foremost is, is if you really want to get into the art part of this, mm-hmm. um, do a Google image search and just type in Crazy Bloody Mary. Well, there was stuff in, with shrimps. I think I dated that girl. What? Crab claws? <laughs> oh. No. You just have, have no earthly idea. I and, thought it was a Guy Ritchie movie. So. <laughs> and, and you will actually uh, see people in competitions where they will dress these things out. Whereas in Texas, uh, where this show originates from, you know, there's a barbecue cook-off. There's a chili cook-off. Right, there's a seafood right. cook-off. Say somewhere up in Maine or, 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 or Massachusetts or somewhere like that where they can't really enjoy... Uh, the weather that we do, they have more inside contest, and so they will and have so the Bloody, Bloody Mary, Mary ah. uh, creations and well, contests. But but let me tell you real quick that this this started as kind of like uh, uh, my love for a New Orleans brunch when I lived in in New Orleans. Now I've had many a wonderful New Orleans brunch, some of which I've eaten. Before going home from being out on Saturday night, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. That, and, that long drive. But, but New Orleans has to be the greatest brunch location in yeah. the world, oh, without a doubt. And 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 they are really the place. Now, if you, you may not know this, 
People in New Orleans like to drink. Oh, I've heard that. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard that. And, 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 and it all great. makes sense now. It, it's great because uh, you have so the many. Or you know. Yeah, the, the, uh, they have great eye openers. Yeah. And Bloody Marys are, are one big part of it. Mm -hmm. Mimosas are another. Sure, and then sure. vodka, vodka or gin screwdrivers and things like that. And so uh, our love for that, our love for cooking and food and throwing a cool party every once in a while led uh, to our little social circle of people that uh, we get together once a month and it's called Bloody Mary Sunday. How fun. It, it's How a fun. great time. That sounds awesome. Yeah, well, we'll uh, one way or another, we'll put some uh, Bloody Marys together here today oh, we on have the show. To. We this, must. This should be a great deal of fun. Our program is brought to you by MyCigarShirts.com. You can check out check them out on the web. They have great shirts for cigar lovers, and they are awesome, and they started under 20 bucks, and they're great for gifting and great for... Uh, you know, packing your uh, chest of drawers. If you just feel you. like practicing sending gifts, you just send those shirts to me. Okay. I'm fine with that. Sometimes I'm online and I think, you know, I'd really love to practice sending a sending, gift to someone. Sending gifts. You want to know so how that to I'll do, be yeah. So that I'll be in, in the groove by the time Christmas rolls around. That's right. That's right. Yeah, so you can send them directly. That's to right. You. And you can drop ship, too. It's pretty cool. Are, are you amazed at the people who think that you actually have an entire closet full of Cigar shirts in every shape and size. And, <laughs> well, I will, and, oh, just send me one. Just, just send me one. I will say that from back in the day being in radio, I did have a closet full oh, of rock band and, and recording artist t-shirts uh -huh. of every shape, size, and, and color. Uh, but I eventually got rid of most of those because... I mean, let's face it. How many how many people really want to be walking around today wearing a good Charlotte t-shirt? You know what I'm saying? That's right. So, so, so you're saying my Nickelback shirt is out of style now? <laughs> Nickelback does not go out of style. Evanescence goes out of style, but Nickelback does not. Okay. We so we are you mounting a defensive Nickelback on the show? Today? No, I'm making a joke. <laughs> well, you were right about Evanescence. I can tell you that it goes out of style. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Although better to listen. Aside from that weird guy in the background on that one song, much. Pleasant, more pleasant band to listen to. Well, uh, Amy Lee at least can sing, so you, you mm -hmm. got you got that you got that going for you. Although it's not like Chad Kroger from Nickelback is a bad singer. They just are kind of a they're one of those bands that falls somewhere between creativity and not. <laughs> and me, I play George Strait songs for a living. So, so I have yeah, no so, idea what these uh, people well, are talking about. And see, much much respect for George Strait. You gotta you gotta just throw that out there. So, uh, so listen, today's show we'll be making smoking Bl uh, bloody marys, and we're also gonna talk about what your bartender thinks of you based on the drink you order. Since we're now to the place where, in many states, people are able to go back to the bar. Stay socially distanced, but still actually having, you know, order something. Having friends that are bartenders yep. and a couple exes that are bartenders, mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure when I walk into certain bars, I know exactly what they think of me. Yeah. <laughs> well, in this go case, ahead and put that on. so what this one's about, though, is this is a, a <laughs> this list. This is the bartender you don't know? Right, where they've gone to bartenders and said, okay, when someone orders, I'll just make this up, a whiskey sour. What does that tell you about the person who's ordering? And they've gathered these comments from bartenders, and some of them are pretty good. So we'll uh, uh, so we'll share that. So, uh, I, on a few of them, I was offended. I'll go, really? They think that of me? You know, very <laughs> so, curious. Uh, so, so yeah, so that'll be fun. Uh, also, today we're going to be doing some beer tasting from. Uh, right up the street from us, New Orleans, Louisiana, uh, the NOLA Brewing Company's Berliner Weiss Salted Watermelon Sour Ale. Oh, I am super interested in yes, that. Yes, I, I have not tasted this before, so I'm, I'm really, I'm almost like 
it's almost like a Pavlovian response, you know, like Pavlov's dog when they'd ring the bell and and he would uh, start, you know, his mouth would start watering. Uh, that's what happens when you just say Berliner Weiss salted watermelon. I actually had a uh, from Martin House. I had a salted lady last night. Oh yeah, no, that's a good that's it's, a good beer, and it's brutally sour. I'm not on board it's with kind of fun. I'm not on board with their pickle thing though. <laughs> I, I just I, I can't would. Do it. Oh, I would totally oh. be in. Oh, oh, yeah. so I'll bring you. I have one still at the house. I'll bring you a the, uh, a, a pickle beer. But well, you know where I grew up, Fort Worth, Texas, um, is the home of best made pickles and heavy metal. Yeah, uh, among it, other things. Well, that's where Martin House is from. Is Fort Worth, Texas? Martin no, Martin House, House is uh, closer to uh, Dallas. Oh, sorry. Oh, still, I yeah, think. It's, 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 it's all one Maybe. Big I could be wrong. Place. I went there once, but I don't okay. remember where I was. Um, we but, also. Well, let me, let me finish here real quick. They started making, Best Made started making a pickle beer. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, that, that's that, a hot number, that, too. Maybe, and they make it in two varieties. They make the regular one and the uh, hot one. And the one. spicy, the spicy one. one, yeah. One, yeah. Uh-huh. They absolutely cool. do. And then there's a few other pickle beers floating around out there. I thought about doing a pickle beer show, but I just didn't feel like I could make it all the way through, so. Uh, it'd be kind of interesting. Uh, anyway, uh, also uh, from Other Half Brewing in Brooklyn, New York, we'll be trying their Double Space Cut Imperial IPA. I thought if we're going to try an IPA, if I'm going to make Ian try an IPA, I might as well get the uh, ABV make it a level good up one. there. Yeah, yeah, I might as well get the ABV level up there. And uh, finally, from Ale Song Brewing and Blending. Now, Ale Song Brewing is not just a brewery; they're also a place where blending is done, which is pretty cool. Blending beers is a very mm-hmm. interesting thing and can have wonderful or disastrous results. Well, we will be tasting their Maestro Barley Wine Ale aged in bourbon barrels. So I know that is of no interest to you. No. <laughs> I'm not I mean, a bourbon guy? Well, yeah. <laughs> no, that sounds, that's everything I yeah, want. Yeah, it's just, I just described Ian's like, uh, Ian's like, like whole Ian like, like? bucket list oh, in, okay. in one in one, uh, in one one beer. So, so we're looking forward to all of that. Plus, uh, we will do drinking news on the show today. Uh, today's drinking news teaser headline is, you can get this lap dance here for free. Which is also a line from a, a, a you know that NERD uh, song? Lap dance? Mm-mm. That's a line from that, anyway, for Raul Williams. Uh, also, uh, we'll go through some new cigars for you to watch for. Uh, the FDA is now trying to completely ban flavored cigars. So that's kind of an interesting thing. They just want to take them completely off the market now. The first idea was to tax them into oblivion, uh, and now they want to just take them completely off the market. Well, if they're so. not making money off of them, or mm-hmm. even more money off of them, why, why not just get rid of them? Right. Plus, uh, the million-dollar wine that went to space. There's a bottle of wine that went to the International Space Station that it's is now floating home, around out there. And you can buy it for a million dollars. I honestly thought about... Telling you that I had acquired some and bringing it on the show, only I was going to get some of that boxed white Zinfandel. Yeah. <laughs> but I thought, no, nah, he'll see right through it. There's it's no a way. good February vintage. There, there's no way. <laughs> there's no way he'll buy it. So, uh, so all of that. Plus, we'll take a look at uh, um, how. You, oh, yeah, Budweiser. As you know, they spend a lot of time trying to tell us how awesome their beer is. Right? No. No. No, they spend a lot of time trying to tell us how awesome their packaging is. Well, they're doing it again. Your dog could be the Christmas dog on a can of Budweiser this holiday oh, season. Oh, they're going, they're going straight back to Spuds yep. McKenzie? Uh, and, well, close. They're, they're actually referring to it as, uh, uh, as Pupweiser. Oh, come on. Yep. yep. <sighs> Hold on. Where's the button? 
Yeah, so we'll get to that uh, as well. But a lot of good things have happened this week. I would imagine you had an opportunity to tr- to uh, smoke something interesting, did you not? I did. I went into Casa de Monte Cristo this morning and uh, was chatting with one of the guys there. I, <laughs> one of the guys there is so enthusiastic about, have you tried this? Have you tried this? I love that. I just follow <laughs> yeah. around the human order. And, yeah, and just right, collect things. Yeah. So one of the ones he asked me about was the new, uh, it, it apparently just came out, the Zeno Nicaragua. Mm. I have read about this uh, this cigar, but I have not had one. All right. So I picked one up. I had the Robusto. It's a 5x54 with an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper, uh, Nicaraguan binder, and a mixed filler, which is interesting because it's called Nicaragua. So I don't know. You know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm, well, I'm sure that's where it's you know rolled. So. Right, right. Uh, the appearance, light brown, simple band, has the Z on it, and then on the side it says Zeno. looks really nice. Smooth, slightly oily, firm overall feel. Uh, felt like a good quality cigar. Looked really pretty. Um, the pre-light sniff, mocha, earth, a little brownie batter kind of uh, smell to it, and fermented hay. Brownie batter. Going on. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Yeah, yeah. But brownie batter mixed in, in a metal mixing boat. No, <laughs> <laughs> on the north side on of the, the hill. On the north side of the hill. <laughs> Using only uh, finely granulated powdered sugar. That's right. no, no, it's not It's not that. But yeah, a little bit of brownie batter kind of uh, smell to it, which is really nice. The pre-light draw on this. I used a clip. It was nearly effortless draw. Sweet cappuccino, mocha, a little bit of tea leaf kind of flavors going on. Um, the initial light, burst of spicy pepper, campfire, a little unexpected sweetness uh, going on throughout there, even on the uh, initial light, the first third of this. Pepper smooths out to a pleasant burn in the background. Um, sweet cappuccino, silky smoke, oak, fresh black tea kind of things going on. The retrohale is peppery and sweet. Solid ash, good burn on this thing. The second third of this, solid uh, medium strength at this point, very... Uh, very right down the middle of medium. Slight nuttiness and coffee perk up here. Faint uh, mintiness uh, coming in in the background. The retrohale is peppery and sweet with a touch of mint. Solid ash, good burn. The last third of this pepper ramps up here with a distinctive mintiness. Um, my, it kept trying to go out a little bit. Mm. Like I had to puff a little extra hard because it, it felt like it was trying to go out just a little right, bit at this point right. in time. Which led to a very slight run that I touched up with the uh, lighter um, and, and just, like, once, and it was fine. Okay. Uh, the oaky flavor is real big here, too. Picks up a touch of harshness at the very end. Mm. So a little disappointing at the very end of the cigar, but I enjoyed the rest of the cigar. Solid ash, pretty good burn overall, aside from that one little thing. This cigar is $6.55. Okay. I gave it a four. Mm, a four. I feel at that price point, it's real hard. Right. Uh, it, it's... There's it's, a lot it, of competition it's that's a pretty tough good. price point yeah. because there's so many cigars in that in that price point that are so good. Uh, it is on one hand a Zeno mm-hmm. at seven dollars. I was going to say I don't know if I've ever bought a Zeno at seven dollars. Yeah, so, <laughs> like, yeah, like so there is that thing in a pan a lot more. It does have a lot of those Zeno tendencies that mm-hmm. that kind of nice nuttiness, oaky thing, crisp burn, all that uh, or crisp. Uh, uh, Oaky flavors and stuff like that, and all that. But, but frankly, at the end of this, uh, you lose kind of a third of the cigar to this one wanting Once to go it gets out. Harsh, yeah. And when I talked to the guys uh, at the shop, they mentioned they had a little bit of uh, staying lit issues as well. So mm. it leads me to believe that they need to step this up just a little bit better. And at the six dollar range, is just way more competition than. So routing in our price to quality scale, uh, uh, it, it's a one to ten scale. 
but five means you got exactly what you pay for. So if, if you give something a five and it costs six bucks, it was worth six bucks. If right. it costs 20 bucks, it was worth 20 bucks. Uh, and if it rates over a five, that means it's uh, kind of punching, you know, ahead of its class. Well, so. first, I love his description of all of this. And I will tell you, I am an idiot when it comes to cigars. <laughs> I can't tell the difference between a $50 one and a 50 cent one. Now, obviously, it's because I've been smoking the wrong ones. Well, that's true. But, but you, mentioned, you mentioned flavored cigars. I have to say, and maybe it's just the kid in me. A uh, good friend of mine, he's no longer with us, his name was Bill Lindquist, and he owned a great neighborhood bar in Richmond, Texas, called the Lone Star Saloon. Mm, Bill name. Bill uh, used to smoke the uh, these grape-flavored cigars. <laughs> Very powerful. Uh, long yeah. before vaping came around or anything. Right. You know, there's a thing about grape flavor, is, and it doesn't matter if it's Big League Chew. <laughs> That's what it tasted <laughs> Or if it's a Jolly Rancher. It doesn't make yeah. any difference. When you enjoy that grape-flavored thing, everyone around you oh, knows that enjoy you're that having grape flavor. Well, and, and that was just the thing. Every time I would walk in, it's like, hey, Bill, how you doing? Got a cigar? <laughs> <laughs> I would always take one off of him and just sit back there in the corner and, you know, burn it for two hours. Is that hours. the Backwoods that makes the grape I one? Think it is, uh, yeah. Yeah. I think it is. Backwoods, oh, yeah. geez. That's, yeah. that's well, the one where you can smoke it, but you could also chew it, too, or yeah, well, yeah. take it intravenously. Well, Rowdy, don't, don't be embarrassed about being an idiot about cigars I, i'm an idiot about cigars and i have a show about them so it's just you know there's it, it's it's just all about trying to enjoy well, things, and, you, know? you know for me i think the intriguing part probably for a lot of people that may be watching this podcast for the very first time is you know if you do want a taste of the finer things you'd like to know a little bit about it yeah that well uh, and that's that's really what we i mean we're certainly not experts but we can tell you what we taste or or detect and whether we like it or not and it helps you know before you spend your hard-earned money on well, something you know and, and again you know even in my neighborhood i you probably don't know this the uh, I, I live very close to old downtown richmond texas i did know that. And and um, right uh, right there off of Seventh uh, Street by the Brazos River and the railroad tracks <laughs> is what used to be an old hardware store, Johnson's Hardware Store, which is now turned into kind of a coffee shop up. Oh, front. we've been there. Yeah, yeah we and, did it, we did a show there. And, yeah. and in the back, you well then you know all about it. I'm and they've now got those like huge antique those, guns and oh, clothes and stuff. Not even antique, just yeah. like the collectors. And yeah, collectors. Yeah. Crazy crazy, stuff. crazy beautiful guns. Well, I I want to go ahead and buy a membership there. Oh, it's a pretty cool and, place. And I'm and they make great coffee too. Yeah, they do. And and I, uh, I just, I mean, I just want to be able to go down there and hang with the locals. You yeah. Know? Oh I no, and that's very much what it is. It is a local spot. You know. What, what you have to understand is that it's so near the courthouse. A lot of the, especially you know, the the defenders that don't have an office down there, mm -hmm. the lawyers. It's like, geez, do I want to hang out in the in the break room of the courthouse? No, I'll just go down to Johnson's Hardware store and have a cigar. <laughs> exactly. And that's what they do. Exactly. Well, Roddy, I had a, a kind of similar experience to you this week. I I smoked a cigar that was that has a certain place in the name but has nothing really to do with that place huh. uh you ever smoke a royal jamaica cigar no okay well i used to smoke them every once and then they i always thought of them as this very old brand that was like totally a bargain brand this is when you're buying a cheaper cigar to smoke while you mow the lawn or, right, or right. walk the dog or something like that uh decent but not particularly inspired right uh but this one caught my eye on the end cap also at casa de monte cristo i was in there earlier this week um and it had the look of a cigar that had been given an update oh a new life yeah yeah so i thought uh i'll check it out and that by the way is exactly what happened man walks in the store picks up cigar in an can you guess what happens <laughs> in an exclusive for casa de monte cristo stores uh master blender abe uh, flores has revived the brand with a new look and a new blend Royal Jamaica cigars are actually 
not made in Jamaica at this point, and they don't have any Jamaican tobacco in them at this point. So They're made in Newark. Yeah. Uh, uh, the company was originally founded in Kingston, but it's changed hands a number of times, and uh, this cigar was rolled in the Dominican Republic using an Ecuadorian Corojo wrapper and an Ecuadorian Habano binder and uh, fillers from... Uh, the Dominican Republic. So a pre-light sniff and draw on this cigar gave me some very strong, almost pungent, grassy notes. Not when I say pungent, though, it's not really a negative. Just it was that just, it was that strong. Right strong you know? right, it's right. like oh, mm, interesting. Hay and barnyard were prominent. I clipped the end with cigar scissors, lit it up. Nice initial blast of peppery spice on the first puff, but it settled down considerably after a moment. Uh, there were pleasant notes of wet grass, citrus, and an underlying sweetness in the first third. Strength was mild to medium. In the second third, I started to pick up notes of black coffee, and that pepperiness from the first puff uh, returned, although it was maybe a little more subtle. Uh, it was enough to make the cigar more interesting, though, and I liked it. Um, I'm beginning to be able to tell. This is, you know, as your as your palate grows, I couldn't have done Develops, this at yeah, all. Yeah. Um, I'm beginning to be able to tell a Corojo wrapper when I smoke a cigar with a Corojo wrapper. There's a certain distinctive... Um, uh, flavor, taste, note, that's like, eh, it's Corojo. So I was picking that up, which was helping me think, I think I may be able to figure this out here. Um, it's a particular kind of pepperiness that it yeah. brings to the cigar. Uh, and I definitely could taste it here. Toward the halfway point, the Corojo kind of took over and uh, dominated the profile. The cigar was a little less complex but the flavor was bigger, so it was a, a kind of a decent trade-off. Some of the complexity returned by the final third. I picked up lemon zest and a kind of an almond nuttiness construction on it. was great. Perfect burn all the way down. So the good news is it's a much more interesting and flavorful cigar than anything I've ever smoked from Royal Jamaica before. That's pretty-looking cigar. Yeah. Uh, bad news is it's a $9 cigar. Oh. Um, there's just too many good things at 8 to $9 that would outscore this one. So even though I really enjoyed it, I'll do price to quality of a 4.5. Ah, low uh, points it, yeah. today. It, it wasn't you know it wasn't bad at all. I really enjoyed it. If it were a $6 cigar, I'd have totally given it a 5 or a 5 and a half. But anyway, that's that's the way it came out. But yeah, I thought it was interesting that your cigar your cigar was had a lot of non-Nicaraguan tobacco in it, but it's called Nicaragua. <laughs> Nicaragua. And this is a Royal Jamaica. It has zero, zero connection Nicar to Jamaica, <laughs> at zero this, Jamaica at this point in time. But it's a cool brand. And certainly an updated look, too, if you saw from the pictures. So. Yeah, it's a good-looking cigar. All right. I believe, looking at the uh, screen here, that Laurie, our guest uh, from uh, Smoke and Mary, uh, may be standing by in the waiting room. So if this all works out, we'll talk to her about Smoke and Mary, uh, Bloody Mary mix uh, next, and, and what's different about this. And I've tried some of these, and they are different from your typical. Oh, you've already Bloody dug Mary. in a little well, bit. Well, you know, I, I thought if I'm going to try to make Bloody Marys on the show, I better practice first. It's called show prep. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's, See, it's, it's I, essential building block of being a broadcaster. I haven't, I haven't had the opportunity. Well, you're about to uh, coming up. It's smoking and toasting. We'll be right back with segment number two. I'm the wild card. And if if possible, <laughs> uh, Lori Nadeau from um, Smoking Mary. <laughs> Wow. 
Welcome back. It's Smoking Toastin. We are here with you from the studio, but uh, live with us uh, is uh, Smoking Mary herself. Her name is really Lori, uh, but we'll get to Lori in just a moment. Hi, Lori. <laughs> Hello. You, how you doing? Uh, we're the program that's all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. Uh, and we are brought to you by MyCigarShirts.com. Check them out online. Uh, great shirts for cigar lovers and the people who love them. MyCigarShirts.com because... Cigars. Cigars, yes. So um, so on our show today, we're making smoking Bloody Marys. And we'll also be talking about what your bartender thinks of you based on the uh, drink that you order when you walk into the bar. So that's coming up. Uh, but Lori joins us now. Uh, all the way. Did you say you were in Dallas, Lori? Is that right? That's where um, that's where the company is right now. I'm actually sitting in Northern California. Oh, very nice through the through the magic of the internet. Well, uh, well so are you up? Uh, uh, are you up in wine country? Or are you? Uh... Yes. Okay. Well, uh, nice. I, I see those are. Worse. I see those are not bottles of wine next to you, though. They are. Uh, no, those are empty. Uh, okay. <laughs> they are bottles of your uh, Smoke and Mary, uh, Bloody Mary mix. So I guess, uh, well, the first question is let me make sure we're pronouncing your last name right. It's Lori Nadu. Is that right? Nadu. Nadu. Okay. Either the emphasis way. on Nadu. Okay. Fair enough. So, Lori Nadu, sure. uh, you started the uh, Smoke and Mary uh, company, what, how long ago? Well, I actually started the company, launched the product. It was in uh, September 2015. Okay. So it's been around uh, for a little while now, Got, had a chance to get some traction. What was it that made you say, you know what, my calling in life is to make Bloody Mary mix? You know, I think it was because I had so many bad ones that okay. I knew it had to be the way. Okay. I totally <laughs> in fact, get it. I have the Post-it sticker on my computer screen there's got to be a better way ah, because uh -huh. I mean, it, it's with everything in life. Right. And so that's how I tackle things on how to so make things better. Did you have the idea to do it first or had you come up with a recipe and you thought, you know what, I got to, I got to make this for everybody and put it out there. Actually, no, the story is completely random. Um, I think that's how most products, really good products start. Mm -hmm. um, I actually had a whole bunch of tomatoes left over um, one season, and I didn't know what to do with them all. I canned them. I did as much as I could possibly do without wasting them. And then I asked a neighbor who came over, stop by for a beer, because that's what they always do. And I said, what am I going to do? And he says, well, why don't you make Bloody Mary mix? And I said, hmm. That's so I random. That, that yeah, is pretty random. No, random. It's really such not. a no. random thing because I have the only time that I would generally have Bloody Marys was either at the airport or at a casino. Mm -hmm. Those are really the only two times because I wasn't, I didn't hang out with the crowd that really did Bloody Marys. That it Bloody was Mary a crowd. fine beer for the old fashioned. By the way, if you can see Rowdy, oh. that. He's he's part of that crowd. He does that, exist. I am that guy. He's the Bloody Mary guy. So perfect. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, but but yeah, I'm like you. I I had Bloody Marys more often on an airplane 
than anywhere else, you know. And it was usually because I was flying back home and a little hungover and and looking to you know looking to take a little nip out of it. A you little know? hair of the dog, so yeah. to speak. Let me tell you that really my love for them was also uh, at the airport, but it was a different story. I had been on a terrible flight coming back from uh, Orlando, Florida to Houston, and we were chasing a tropical storm. Mm. Bounced the airplane all over the place, and. My, both my wife and I could not get on an airplane and fly without being thirty feet off, thirty thousand feet off the ground, sitting in the airport bar. I mean, we couldn't, <laughs> get, we you. could not get on the plane unless we were I high. And that, that's how it all kind of started. I am kind of curious of one thing. Sorry, Cruz, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Uh, Lori, you uh, you said that you had a surplus of of tomatoes. Canning is something that I do too, so I can completely and totally understand. Um, your need to not want to waste any precious vegetables. And I, too, have tried to make my own homemade Bloody Mary mix before and never was able to establish a real consistency. But what I was able to do was establish probably the hottest Bloody Mary mix I have ever. I, I mean, it, you know, I was applying a lot of my salsa making. Uh, properties to that, <laughs> but just because it was extremely hot did not mean it wasn't all right, bad. All right, all right. So, so from an ignorance standpoint here, how much difference is Bloody Mary mix from salsa? That's a great question. I mean, I can't see it being super far away. I mean, I, I think Bloody Mary mix is generally more tomatoey, but uh, it's somewhere between salsa and spaghetti you know, sauce. Lori, what, what straight If you out were here. to blend blend up your salsa, thin it out a little bit, add some horseradish, a lot of people would not mistake that as being just a regular Bloody Mary. Okay, gotcha. And there, you are... know, and maybe a little Worcestershire, mm -hmm. but right. because those two ingredients that really identify a Bloody Mary is Worcestershire right. and the horseradish. Right. So you mentioned, by the way, that that one of the things that got you started doing this was because you you'd had so many Bloody Marys that weren't very good. What what makes it better, other than obviously using good, you know, decent vodka or or, or whatever spirit? But uh, but what what about the mix gets it across that line for you, where you go, okay, that's not a subpar. That one's pretty good. That's a premium. That that's a good one. Absolutely. Well, what I started doing. So when I was doing all my canning, as I mentioned, I was doing because we had an outdoor pizza oven. Um, I was doing pizza sauces, salsas. I started smoking the salsa because my husband got this new smoker. And I thought, hmm, smoke salsa is really good. Yes, it is. Then when, yeah. I, when I, I decided to make the Bloody Marys and I Googled the recipe and it had four ingredients. It was tomato juice, which I hate. It's just, I can't drink tomato juice. Um, Worst sire, horseradish, and celery salt. That was it. And I made it up and I went, oh my God, that's just, no, I can't do that. So I started grabbing all kinds of stuff out of the fridge, out of the spice cabinet, started just throwing the stuff randomly into the pot. And I'm like, it's getting a little better. It's not great by any means. Mm -hmm. not right, right. So then I decided, well, I'm going to start smoking. Let me smoke the tomatoes. Let's see what this looks like. So I did that and, and I just went, ah. There's something new. Mm -hmm. There's something like nothing else out there. Well, I was going to say that's that's what's really different about your uh, about your Bloody Mary mix is because the other ones I've tried, I don't, I've never tried a smoky Bloody Mary mix other than Smoke and Mary. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty much the only one doing it um, now. You've got some of these mixologists at these higher end restaurants, fancier restaurants. Hence, you have a mixologist. 
they're actually smoking all kinds of cocktails, including Bloody Marys now, right. which I'm kind of like, huh, I wonder where they got that idea. <laughs> yeah. Totally. So it's great that you can, you don't have to spend $14 in a bar or in a restaurant to get one and a half ounce of spirit. And then this smoked cocktail, you can do it at home right, and you right. get, six of them for that same or, price or really really tall ones which is also yeah so an you asked thing. what makes it better so what i found makes it better is like i said i don't like tomato juice and tomato juice and high fructose corn syrup all that was what you would typically find in all of these um mixes you'd find in the market mm -hmm. and have you ever noticed you when you're sitting there at the, having these cocktails, Bloody Marys with your friends and you're chit chatting, you're just bullshitting about everything and everything. And you're just kind of drinking your drink slowly. And then about five minutes, 10 minutes goes by and you're, you have your drink and you're like, Oh, it's just awful. It has gotten that water down that fast. Mm -hmm. Especially no, in Texas. It, yeah. yeah, absolutely. But it, and it just, all the flavor just like goes away. Mm -hmm. And so out of, it took me five years to create the original one. And then the other ones took me several years as well. But um, what I found out, out of doing all this research and development was that the tomato juice was the culprit. So you're, what they're using is re, tomato juice is reconstituted. Right. 99% of the time. So they've already done this process where they've kind of added, removed, added, removed, and then you add water to it. And it just, it has nothing to bind the flavor. Right. The flavor just disappears when it gets diluted. It's like the difference between but, fresh squeezed orange juice and orange juice from concentrate. It's right. the same, it, it's the same difference, right? Same exact. Yep. And what I found was the pulp is what holds the flavor. Interesting. The pulp holds the flavor of, everything the individual spices that are in it mm -hmm. so when you're tasting our original there's actually some dill in there and you can if you think about it as you're tasting all these you know tasting it you're going to pull out garlic you're going to pull out the dill you're going to pull out the worcestershire you're going to pull out the horseradish because we start with fresh as you know nev never mm -hmm. process reconstituted right right and that's really, and that's why, and that's why we use it to cook as well, because it has all those properties. I was going to say from the that first, allow it to for the first time we had you on the show, uh, and you sent us a bottle. I uh, took it home. My wife took it away from me and used it to cook and made the most amazing dishes. It's oh, funny you say it. that because my wife did the same thing. We had a few Bloody Marys and then we cooked with it as well. Mm -hmm. But I want to also point out that when you were on the show last time, I don't know if you can see me in that camera. I'm way over here. That's anyway, <laughs> I um, can't see you because I've got my camera flipped around on my iPad. Oh, okay, so, then it, does, then it doesn't matter. Anyway. But you also sent us these uh, silicone pint glasses. Yes. And I have to tell you, that has been my every time I go camping. That is the glass that I take. I am I am promoting Smoking Mary every time I go camping because that is such a wonderful camping pint glass. Plenty Marys might be fun around. It really fire. is. It, it, you know. You <laughs> You can never get assault ch charges filed against you either because it's not going to leave a mark. <laughs>
That's <laughs> totally awesome. And it bounces if you drop it. It's had everything from whiskey to Bloody Marys to beer. It doesn't matter. It's absolutely yeah. fantastic. I love that glass. I'm still trying to wrap my head around Ian going camping. Oh, no, he's uh, a big-time camper. Dude, I camper. camp at the yeah. drop of a hat. He's, I, really? He's a big-time oh, camper. Yeah. He's a big-time... Do you bring Tiffany along, or is this a like get-away-from-your-wife-kind of thing? I do. It's a little more glamping when Tiffany comes along. I have this tent that you set up, and it's like you can fit two <laughs> full-size, like, queen-size mattresses in yeah, and still have yeah. room to turn around and get dressed. But... um. And I'm not even exaggerating about that. That's that's how big the tent is. But that's what I take when my wife is around. When it's just me, I have this little three-man, like, super ultralight, you know. Yeah, so. Camping, mountain biking, and he goes to the Renaissance Fair. Now that I can see. <laughs> see Ian in his chainmail outfit. No, actually, my wife around. is the one that, that does that. Your wife that. has the chainmail? Oh, yeah, okay. she did make me uh, uh, buy a kilt last time I was there, though. Lori, <laughs> yeah. uh, with the uh, Spoken Mary uh, mix, obviously the original came first, and then you've added yes. the, the green one, which is, uh, it, it, what, what is it called there? Yeah, this green, is the Green with Envy. Green with Envy, which Smoked is more. green tomato Mary. It's to, like green uh, tomato or, or more of a tomatillo yes. type of flavor to it, which is yeah, so totally different. What is vegan a, chicken base? Well, it's to satisfy that, the, what is it, two, three or four percent of the vegans in the world. Yeah. Um, basically, when I. Did you use developed, vegan chickens on that? I think most chickens are vegan, right? Don't tell anybody that that's what <laughs> okay. gotcha. the vegan <laughs> No. Sorry, no. I'm just having a little fun with it. It's getting thick in here. Yeah. Oh, no, it's all true. No. <laughs> it reminds me of that Ron White thing where he was at the uh, vegetarian restaurant and they had a piece of uh, vegan uh, carrot cake. And he says, uh, uh, is that any good? And the guy says, oh, yes, sir, it's vegan carrot cake. And he goes, you mean to tell me there's no ham in this? <laughs> that's funny uh but yes uh, so, so so true the green though the green with envy sauce more more is so, it tomatillos is it green tomatoes what? there's oh. a good story behind, well there's a story behind that so when i was originally doing the original mix i also had a whole bunch of tomatillos that i got from the farmer's market and so i'm like hmm i want to make bloody mary out of this let's try that so i played with that for a few years and then when i decided to go to market i tried source or sourcing tomatillos mm -hmm. that bottle right there would cost you twenty dollars a bottle wow if tomatillos you source are tomatillos. Yeah. Expensive. interesting well okay. it's a lot of work right right because so they're smaller I worked with um my tomato processors and with some farmers in california to put together a green tomato, a vine ripened green tomato. Mm -hmm. That took several years. It took about three years, actually, because they had to go through, you know, one season they realized that they had this problem and that one, and the next one was another set of problems. Then the third year, they nailed it. And when I say they nailed it, it's got the tomato consistency, so it's thicker and not so buttery, but it's got all the flavor profile and the bricks, which is the sugar content of... Um, of the tomatillo. Yeah. So it really I, tastes like, tomatillo uh, when you drink it. Yeah. It, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And that's, you know, I was able to get that on the market a lot faster um, once all those problems were worked out. But again, it took a few years. But it is actually a vine ripened green tomato. A lot of people automatically think, oh, it's green chilies or it's, uh, right. <clears throat> you know, or it's, or it's a unripened tomato and, you know, well, with the fried bad. green tomato thing. Yeah. 
a lot of people are going, ooh, and I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> this is actually a ripened tomato. Are we going to try And these? then it's got yeah. completely different uh, <laughs> profiles. So we did make this one vegan, which is, I was using a chicken base in that because I always use some type of a base. Like there's beef base in the original. And um, when I had enough people say, oh, don't you have anything vegan? Or, you know, I've heard it all. And I said, you know what? Let me figure that out. And so I went to this my supplier for the base, the chicken base, and I said, is there any chance you might have that in a vegan version? And they said, yeah, we do. I said, great. Send me samples, started playing with it. It all worked out. So now we've got a vegan-friendly product. Um, yeah, yeah, and it's really delicious. And, and that one's got serrano peppers where the original has the – uh, chipotle and mm-hmm. the horseradish as mm-hmm. the heat that one's got serrano peppers um as well as a little cilantro flavor and limes so it brings out a totally different flavor i don't know what you guys have tried the green with envy with but i there's ways i really like it in the winter time i love it with apple brandy oh. it feels like you're sitting there having a cocktail uh, holiday cocktail that's oh, how interesting fun. yeah how fun and it goes down really easy. Now, I will say uh, that the one that I found the most interesting and probably my favorite uh, from what I've tasted so far, and we'll be making some uh, uh, some Bloody Marys with these here uh, coming up in our uh, in our next segments. But that's what I wanted to hear. I really <laughs> was interested in the little tart. It's the smoked sweet Bloody Mary mix. Is this the newest one? Yes, and I'm going to give my husband credit for this one. Okay. Um, because he actually, he came up with this. So, so he was actually kind of playing around with it. And we were looking at doing like a tequila sipping sauce. Mm-hmm. And um, we have I like everything about that. a yeah. bunch of winemakers that are friends of ours. And one of them was over. And I really, really trust their palates mm-hmm. because that's what their business runs on is sure. their palate. Right, right. So I said, hey, um, what do you think? And he did it as a tequila sipping sauce. And he says, oh, screw that. And he just dumped them together and drank it. And he says, now that's good. Well, this one is. So he was the one that gave us the idea to turn it into the cocktail. So I don't know if and everyone the... knows, but the, the tequila sipping sauce is a traditional thing. A yes, lot of it times. Is. The, like, yes. You would have a, a straight tequila. Right. You would drink the tequila and then you and would then sip as the. And then uh, uh-huh. as a side, you would have the tequila sipping sauce, which was a very tomato-based. Mm-hmm. Yes. Kind of sauce. Tomato and citrus. Yes, tomato well, and citrus. And some spices. What I thought was so interesting about this, though, is that the sweetness, it's not a sugar sweetness. It's sweet like a a Kentucky barbecue sauce is sweet in that kind of smoked yeah. uh, sort of way, you know? Yes. And it's it's yeah. really, uh, really an interesting thing. So th- is this one brand new? Did you just come out with this? Yeah, we released it during COVID, which was brilliant. <laughs> well, it might have been. People were at We've home got a their lot own... of it in the warehouse. Yeah, people are at home making their own Bloody Marys. It could be a, it could be yeah. a good thing. Um, how far around the country are you distributed? Where can people find you? Well, we are throughout the U.S. on our website. Okay. Uh, you know, we've been having trouble getting distribution just because that's that's probably one of the biggest challenges that any food and beverage company has. Totally understand. Is yes. getting somebody to distribute them without wanting an arm and a leg. So the best way um, to get this actually, in no, is to come to your both. website, right? 
Yeah, on our website, which is SmokeAndMary.com. Yeah, SmokeAndMary.com. Besides um, ordering on there, you can see we've got a recipe book that's got over 60 food recipes, and you can download that recipe book. Yes, yes. There's so much we do with this. We do all kinds of seafood, um, shrimp, Mm. pork, chicken, you name it. And they're all the most. Amazing I pulled up the site earlier, and it's very easy to navigate as well. You have everything kind of laid out right there on the front page. It's very nice. Yeah, yeah. love it. Well, and well, if you see me on there, then you know you have the right Smoke and Mary page. And it, <laughs> before we let you go, Lori, is there something specific about the polka dot thing, or is it just you like wearing them, and that's what people started calling you? Well, no, actually, I was one of those that just I was typical person at festivals and trade shows wearing my logo t-shirt and my shorts or jeans or whatever and tennis shoes mm-hmm. and my husband actually said he says you need to up your game you need to be different our mixes are different you need to be different so you became the gal said, okay. in the polka dot uh, dress right yeah so he wanted me to dress up like a pinup and i looked at him like he was crazy <laughs> and then he started looking and he found some of the dresses that the ones i wear i have like 12 of them and I said, you know, I could, I could do that. I could pull that off. And that, so now I'm just a gal in the polka dot dress. And if it. I'm somewhere in public and I do not wear my polka dots, I get called out on it inevitably. <laughs> well, thank you for wearing them today. For those who are uh, uh, watching the show on Facebook Live or on YouTube, thank you so much for, uh, for uh, you know, playing the part. And, uh, and thank you so much for these. They're delicious and uh, a great way to enjoy Bloody Marys when you're not on an airplane. And uh, yeah. and also a, a great way to add just really interesting flavor to your cooking, to your cocktails. And one of the things I found, I was on the website, one of the things I found was so interesting is how you point out, you may just think Bloody Mary with vodka, but this stuff is great with tequila, with bourbon, with uh, all kinds Gin. of different spirits. Also, Gin, I, end, big I ended up yeah. using mine as a pizza sauce last time, oh, too. And it was unbelievable. Listen, I'm, I, I have, we haven't That's, tasted this yet, but yeah, I can tell delicious. you right now, this works wonderfully in the crock pot. Yeah, Put yeah, it in there with yeah. some chicken, my God. Uh, well, Laurie, thank yeah. you so much for being on. Uh, good luck, with, uh, good continued luck uh, with Smoke and Mary. And the website, one more time, is just smokeandmary.com, correct? Yeah, S-M-O-K-I-N, Mary, M-A-R-Y. Smoking no G, smoking Mary. No G. Yeah, we're used to that here at Smoking and Toasting. So. Right. Yeah, uh, but you know, uh, people still, and I think a lot of computers still auto-correct and put smoking. That's and it's like, true. no, not smoking that's anything. That's true, that's very we're true. We're smoking. Well, enter it into Google, because uh, that's what I did, and it came right up, and I just clicked on yeah. it. And I think that's what most people do now anyway. Lori, thank you so much. We're going to be making some Bloody Marys with these as the show continues, but we'll let you get back to... Uh, perusing wine country or whatever it is you're doing up there in northern california i'm gonna drink my cocktail Ah, enjoy that the background looks wonderful where you're at absolutely and the birds sound great too by the way oh great (laughs) i can hear the birds it's really quiet here (laughs) all right Lori. but i appreciate you guys thank you so much and thanks for doing what you're doing we love it uh it's smoking and toasting and uh, we will take a break we'll come back we'll make uh We'll make Bloody Marys, and we'll do some beer tasting as well. And still to come, Drinking News with today's Drinking News News teaser headline. You can get this lap dance here for free. We'll tell you all about it coming up. Welcome back. It's Smoking and Toasting. It is the program that's all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. 
show number 232 today. We're making smoking bloody berries, and uh, we're talking about what your bartender thinks of you based on what you order. We also have not uh, done a beer tasting yet, but Ian, I think we should get right to the beer because I don't know if we want to go there right after one of these smoky okay, bloody berries to watermelon. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that's the watermelon <laughs> yeah. beer. Yes, this is uh, this is the first one. It's from Nola Brewing in Nolens, Louisiana, and it is a Berliner Weiss, which is a you know lightly sour beer. It's not a heavy sour, but Berliner Weiss is usually very tart, and uh, this is their uh, salted watermelon sour ale. So I'm very curious about this one myself. I have not tried this, but I love the idea, especially with summer coming up. I get a little watermelon on the nose, but it's not, not a big one. Beers that have salt. I like that whole the, concept. Um, I never add salt to beer. Like I have friends that have beer salt and, and stuff like that, and I always yeah. looked at them askance a little bit. I always see them at the cash register. Oh yeah, yeah a little you know, twang yeah. stuff at, or whatever at your finer convenience stores. <laughs> yes, of course, right? Yeah. yeah. So, um, but I did have a. Uh, you Martin mentioned a salty salted lady. lady. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the other night, and it's it's intense, if mm -hmm. nothing else. I kind of like it, and I really like this. Okay, I got two words for you, and one of them's rancher. <laughs> <laughs> this is like a Jolly Rancher watermelon candy, uh, in in a in, in, look how all over the of the taste buds. Looks. No, I I have a word too, and mm -hmm. it's it's also a derivative of the word ranch. Mm -hmm. This is cold, bubbly, and tastes like a can of ranch-style beans to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I I'm, I'm still waiting for the there. pleasant aftertones or whatever. Uh, so I, I, I am this, not a beer guy. This has some dank watermelon, mm -hmm. like overripe watermelon kind of flavors to it. Does. It does. It's salty. So um, that sort of sweet watermelon candy hit me first, but now I will not be able to get ranch-style beans out of my I head. I just took another sip. It tastes yeah. just like that. <laughs> Ian, what are your uh, you know, I love Nola, but I think they missed the mark on this mm -hmm. one. It's, this would be a first. It's oddly, it's interesting. Uh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> you know, I didn't want to. I didn't want to agree with the beans, but I kind of see it. And mm -hmm. after, it's got a funk to the aftertaste, but not a good funk. You know, I like funk in beer, but this is not a good right. funk. This is, not, this is a this weird. Is, this is definitely the. the awkward, horrible, most tasting. Funk Can you imagine beer I've ever any had. cigar with this? No, no, no. Uh, I'm just, gonna shoot that down right now. Yeah. Like, like maybe that grape cigar because it might mask some of these flavors. <laughs> this is this is definitely a case where you would not sing "We Want the Funk." <laughs> yeah, it's not the funk. Now, you this, want. there's no balance to this. It's it's um. Uh, I, I will point out. I want to point out. Okay, so, this, so you know when you have a watermelon that's not super sweet, or you get mm -hmm. like close to the rind. Right. It's got a little bit of that and a little bit of that watermelon seed-ish kind of flavor going on to it. But it's just got a unforgivable, awkward... I'm wondering if that's what they the used was the rind. You know, a lot of people in the, in the canning circles that I'm in pickle watermelon rind. I've never done it. I've never had it before, but I know a lot of people like it. But I've you're heard right, of that, but I haven't... That's what it tastes like. I haven't well, tried it. You know, what I was wondering is, if they're, if they're putting actual watermelon in the beer, I was actually wondering this as I was driving into the show today. Do they have a machine that basically cuts the rind off of the watermelon so that they just have, you know, the, the red portion to put into the beer... Or do they put the whole watermelon in? And this tastes like maybe they put the I, whole watermelon I wanna, in. I want to point out, this. everything about what this is called, Berliner Weiss Salted Watermelon Sour Ale, 
I mean, that sounds good to me. It really does. It's not good. Yeah. This really is not. And, and I'm bummed uh, to say that about a NOLA product because these guys are so Like, I even tried to just, it. like, let it sit on my tongue, and the longer it sat, the less I liked it. Yeah. It's, it's not. This is. They're so on it most of the time. Wow. Well, this one of the more disappointing things I think we've tried no. in a while. No. Yeah. Oh. And, and unanimously. O oftentimes, when one of us really doesn't like something, the other one will at least like it a little bit. But in this case, I think we all kind of went unanimous. I, I want to point out that uh, uh, Wiki Brian stated that I was bragging about how big my tent is again. He's seen it. <laughs> I was going to make that joke, and I just decided not he's, to. He's yeah, seen it. Yeah, well, there you go. Now we know more about Wiki Brian than we possibly wanted to. So, um, so all right, we've moved now on to, uh, to vodka time. So I brought in, uh, this is a vodka I've been uh, keeping at the house lately. Um, uh, six times distilled Space City vodka made here in Houston, Texas. I'm scalding we'll off to... the watermelon with straight vodka. Yeah, right it's probably not a bad idea. So, guys, I thought that you could uh, choose which mix you wanted. I'm going with green envy right now. Mix yourself a, How much uh, do you suggest I pour in here? Well, the, the instructions say to put ice in, uh, fill halfway with vodka, and then add halfway or to taste uh, oh, that the, smells so good. The uh, the bloody I would Mary just mix. Try about so. two fingers in there, Ian. Yeah, just two two fingers and switch so, it around. Two fingers would my it, fingers or your fingers? Based you on got what's pretty big in hands, here, so about the same. Huh? Based yeah. on what's in here, that would be a little less than how much vodka there is. So you'd be about maybe two thirds. Uh, vodka and a third. No, I think uh, he's got it about Mary. right. Remember, he's he took it. Right? He knocked off the top. Okay, that that should be fine. And I also want to point out that this particular mix he's using is the lowest in uh, caloric content. You know, a lot of times with Bloody Mary mixes, the calories can be high, the sodium can be high, and now they're starting to get a little bit more conscious. Of what that. are the uh, calories per serving on that one, Ian? So this one says. It's 30, wasn't it? Um. 30 uh, per serving. 30 per serving. 40 but that's, per serving. Okay, so, so keep in mind, this says six servings per container, so that's... Right. 40 serving size is four fluid ounces at 30 calories. That's pretty low. So it's 40 per serving on the regular mix, if you will. And so if you're having this with clear liquor... You're going as probably almost as low calorie as you can get without I'll, being fake. I'll just point out the difference between you want that one. Let me try this one. Uh, here. Go for it. Uh, the difference between this and say when you're making one with V8 is that V8 pours in like a liquid. This almost pours into the vodka like a gel. And I <laughs> wanted to point that out earlier when we had Lori on. There mm -hmm. are people well, who really do prefer uh, a thicker viscosity when look it comes to their it, Bloody Mary mix. Look at how it sticks to the bottle, even. Mm -hmm. Well, remember, mm -hmm. she said she's all, like, she left a lot of that pulp I'm in there. I'm all about pulp. Like, even an orange juice, I want that pulp. I right. want, you know, like, I want... For me, it's it just depends on the beer. mood that I'm in. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I like them thinner, sometimes not. You know, uh, we'll talk uh, here in a little bit about Bloody Marys versus Bloody Bulls and the Bloody Caesar and what the differences are mm. uh, in them. But, but uh, for people that... Uh, that don't know the difference, I think we're going to get them a good education here today. First drink, I got a little of the pulp, just like she was talking about. Just like when you get the uh, the orange juice with the pulp, uh, right. and you get to chew on it a little bit. Where's that straw? Like, this, I swear to God, 
this makes me want a side of bacon. <laughs> He's stealing all my good lines because that was part of it for next segment too. Was that everything goes better with bacon? Well, this, there's a, there's a smoke. Like I here, swear, this makes me want a side of bacon with it. I well, can smell it. Mm-hmm. I can smell that before I get it up. In the now, mic. Rowdy, you did the smoked sweet. Right. I did the standard one. Ian, you did the green with envy. Green with envy. Yes. Uh, tell me a little bit about the flavor there. Is it more like a tomatillo uh, it kind is. of flavor? It is everything she said it was going to be. Is the very tomatillo flavor, uh, but a very pure tomatillo flavor. And there's a little spice kick that happens towards the end of the palate, which is exactly where it should be. And you get the smokiness on right? the on the Bloody Mary. It also uh, you get a little bit of a a little bit of that. It's like almost that Worcestershire mm-hmm. kind of. Um, I don't know how to describe it, tang mm-hmm. to it that's really interesting. Right. But I'm really loving the spice on the tail end of this. Uh, all right, so, Rowdy, you are uh, more of a Bloody Mary aficionado, right. probably, than either Ian or myself. How does this stack up for you? For me, it is a tad bit sweet, but much well, like... you are right, doing the, the sweeter sweet one. Spicy, yeah, right. right, right. But, but, but with that being said, there are people that prefer them sweeter. There are mm-hmm. some that prefer them more spicy. There are mm-hmm. some that prefer them, uh, you know, hotter or not. Uh, I say for what that is, it's a fantastic mix for just the two main ingredients, which are vodka and the mix. I like it. I like the smoky flavor. I do like the sweetness in it. And uh, maybe if I poured a little bit more vodka on it. You know what I think it's missing for me? It's missing heat. That's what it's, 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 it's great. For heat, me, it's heat, missing as in you heat. want it spicier. I would like for this to be spicier because okay. I think I could take the sweet if it had more heat. This so has I got. Think, I think you may like the uh, the standard one. Such a, a nice little kick in mm-hmm. the heat to the end of it. I really am enjoying this. I would I would say that I'm actually a person that struggles a little bit with spice in my drinks. I love spicy food. This is. But I'm not as I'm not as uh, big on spice in my drinks, but I'm enjoying. So this. I'm not usually at, like someone comes up. Hey, I've got a jalapeno infused vodka. Meh. <laughs> I don't. I don't like that jalapeno stuck in the back of my throat like that. I love spicy foods, and I eat. I can eat very spicy foods. And stay away, no by problems. the way, from the. Uh, but in drinks, I just don't like it that much. Stay away from the Dos Equis Mexican Pale Ale. By the way. <laughs> it, this it, it's just awful. This is delicious though, and I expect it. I think part of it too is our. Um, our preconceived uh, expectations uh, is, you know, I expect a Bloody Mary to have a little bit of heat to it. Like, I really want that right. when I try a Bloody Mary. Ooh. Yes. Here it comes. Okay. Hold on. I got to check an ingredient here real quick. Is it sneaking right. up? I'm, I'm about to be real impressed with this, I think. Okay. Let's see. All right. What are you looking for? I'm looking for cayenne. Mm. Ah, chipotle peppers. That's what it is. Well, here she's got chili pepper Sneaking extract. Sneaking up way in the background. Uh, uh, chipotle, garlic powder, citric acid. Yeah. Um, interesting. Garlic cloves. And, you know, the second sip I took, it was not as sweet. Maybe I just wasn't expecting that. That's, always, that is really growing It always me. takes a minute to adjust the palate. Yeah. <laughs> That's I would true, love especially to, after a enough? watermelon uh, sour. <laughs> do we have enough to make another Brian one? Oh, we beer. absolutely do. Yes. Okay, good. Because I would love to try these kind of back-to-back and see what the differences are at some uh, point. When you say back-to-back, try the other the other flavors? Yeah, so I have oh, one yeah. of each so I can try it. We don't why have to do you, it all at once. Why don't you use the smaller cups, Ian, and just... Could, could you think you could make some that way? I don't know. Maybe. 
Well, I could just try the mix, the mix too. Yeah. And I will uh, pass you the vodka. You can make us more. We'll take a break and come back uh, with another beer and an opportunity to uh, taste a little more from uh, Smoke and Mary. Uh, but mine's just uh, mine. By the way, is just the mainstream one, and it's like you took V8 well, and made it more interesting. How many how many you segments know? do we have left? Uh, we got three coming up. Okay, why don't we do this? Since we have three of these, let's just next segment we'll all swap one. Fair and enough. Next segment after that we'll all swap one. Fair enough. We'll be back. It's uh, smoking and toasting. And uh, it's our show number 232, Apple making smoking Bloody Marys. It is smoking and toasting. Uh, it is show number two hundred and thirty-two. Ian, thank you for that sound effect because it uh, blends in perfectly with what I have to share. Next week is American Craft Beer Week. Yay! Yay! I love when that happens. <laughs> uh, seriously, it is May the tenth through the sixteenth, and the concept and idea behind American Craft Beer Week is that you uh, you should spend it, uh, you know, supporting your local craft brewers. It's a very important thing. So um, they've all been through a rough year. Uh, there's virtually no craft brewer who uh, hasn't had their production, you know, cut back mm-hmm. because of the number of bars and restaurants that have been closed, That uh, many of which, uh, you know, stock their product. There's uh, a number of them that had to close down their tap rooms completely. And the smaller a brewery is, the more critical that tap room is to their bottom oh, yeah. line. So it's really, really an important thing. So we encourage you for American Craft Beer Week 2021, go out, support your favorite brewery, go and buy something directly from the brewery there's, if you can. There's so many breweries showing up neighborhood-wise, right? It's such a so, cool neighborhood thing. So think about this, too. When you go to a grocery store, it's really nice to go, okay, I want to peruse what beer they have, and even buy the local stuff. That's great. But you know what? If you have a brewery in your neighborhood and you like a beer that they have, swing by there and get a six-pack. Yeah. And just just directly contribute and say, hey, right. guys, thanks it's, for it's being It's almost here. like giving them a donation, but you still get beer at the same awesome price you would get it at if yeah. you went to the store. It's just that they get a whole lot more of that of every dollar. And you, you never spend. know. You might end up tasting a beer and going, you know what? I want a crawler of that, too. That, that's true. And that's that's one of the things that I have missed the most during uh, pandemic. Uh, the two things I missed the most are live music and being able to just go out somewhere and go, okay, we're, we're going to hang out with our friends here for an hour and a half, and I want to try several I, of the things on the chalkboard. I have to tell you, though, I have to absolutely applaud the creativity of some of the breweries and how they're handling it. Well, no kidding. And how they're handling this. Uh, first off, so many of our breweries and distilleries in town have started making, like when the pandemic happened, started making hand sanitizer and things like mm-hmm. that, uh, and donated tons, literally tons, of uh, hand sanitizer. But one of the cool things is they have this streamline, like a lot of places have this streamliner. You just pull up and say, I want this, bam, it's in your car. It's like going through a drive through yeah, right. I mean, bada you're bing, there <laughs> in and out faster than you can even blink, you know? Mm-hmm. So if, you're, if your wife is like, hey, go to the grocery store and get this, you can make it through there and get a six-pack. She won't even know you've been there. <laughs> It's absolutely true. Until you come home with beer. Until you come home with beer, exactly. And then that's usually like a good surprise thing. Surprise beer. <laughs> yay, beer. I uh, uh, Speaking of yay, beer, uh, this smells amazing. Have you uh, 
I haven't. I was actually uh, pouring in a little of this uh, Smoking Mary into my next concoction. Just oh, to I, let th- it. I thought, don't pour it into Ooh. the IPA. That's Look probably not a great idea. Man, <laughs> so, so now that's the one I had first. And that's right. why I, I got to hit the back of the bottle. It's more like, like, it's like, more like gel. Heinz like ketchup, ketchup here. Yes. <laughs> Some people like them that way. Well, while you're doing that, I'm going to taste this IPA because it is so delicious on the nose. Oh. It's it just got like, such a wonderful citrus uh, blast. It's got a it's got a beautiful dank background to it that Ooh. smells so good. I didn't know how this would would work on the palate after having had the Bloody Mary and the smokiness of that this in is the good. last. What is this other half? Uh, this is other half oh, brewing from man. Brooklyn. Double space cut, double dry hopped Imperial Pale Ale. This is badass. Do you? Um, uh, does it tell you what hops they use on this one? It says, um, according to Surgeon General, women should not drink alcoholic beverages. Yeah, during... It's still, oh. it's still funny. It's still funny. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it that other than that, the only information on here is eight uh, percent alcohol by volume, uh, one pint. Princey 16 fluid ounces. Well, it is double. There is dry no information. It is, this is delicious. Very cool though. It has like a whole galaxy looking mm-hmm. uh, print on here and a very shiny and wonderful sticker. I'm telling you, I'm uh, I'm a this fan is of this. Absolutely fantastic. It's outstanding. This is fantastic in a way that. Uh, mm. Mm. In, in a way. In the way that uh, 90 minute. In the way that. Um, Stone, mm-hmm. an arrogant bastard is. This is very good. I've been enjoying some of the ninety minute over the past couple. Of ninety weeks, minutes, so good. I, that is just an amazingly good beer. I got a couple hundred and twenty minutes in my fridge. Yeah, now those are for special occasions. Those are, yeah, those are amazing. I think today may be a special occasion. We have lost Rowdy completely. He's <laughs> looking back and forth. Is, is it Rowdy looks like can? he's at a tennis match. I yeah. told you I'm a neophyte when it comes to beer. I yeah, always well, have been. Mm. He's just looking back and forth, and us going, "What?" I don't know. Well, other half. Well, at least I'll as, admit it. As off-putting as the Nola uh, watermelon beer, this was, makes up for it. This is made up for it. This yeah, is this fantastic. Is us into that, this is into this that is one of the place. best IPAs I know of right now. Wow! And and I would I would put it almost on an even category with Ghost in the Machine, which I. That's the one I was trying to think of earlier. Ghost of the Machine. This is is more similar to that than 90 Minute almost. Mm -hmm. Because it's got that haziness. Yes, yes, I agree. It's really good. And and the... The haziness and the citrus just completely knock out any bitterness. This is one that I think that even Wiki Brian might enjoy. Even though he like... Wiki Brian reacts to... uh, IPA is much like Fire to Frankenstein. I'm going to try some of this. Uh, uh, some I'm, of this. I'm going to need. Sweet I need Bloody Mary. I need something to stick in here to. Uh, I have a dredge string. up the. Yeah, you're falling down on the stirring. I have job, a stirring man. straw I can pass across. Most it is, awesome. It has seen yeah, a few there Bloody we go. Marys, but it will work. Uh, I think one of the secrets to um, a good Bloody Mary, and I say this with all respect to like first the people off, making this, this mix to the side of the glass. Well, I know that's a wonderful thing, isn't it? I, but I think one of the secrets to a great Bloody Mary, uh, and with all due respect to Smoke and Mary and the other mixes, is not to use too much of the mix. Make sure there's enough vodka in there. Absolutely. Or, or whatever spirit you Because the you mix know, by itself is interesting, but it's not nearly as interesting as we I'm going to stand by. So I'm drinking the regular uh, Smoke and Mary right mm-hmm, now. Mm-hmm. Smoke Bloody Mary. And I'm going to stand by this. 
like first off, as a Bloody Mary, this is damn good. Mm-hmm. It is delicious, isn't it? And I remember using it as a pizza sauce, and it was damn good. Mm. It's this is just a great mix, and I for cooking for whatever else I could literally just pour this over spaghetti noodles and be happy. This is what I think people want in their Bloody Mary mix, be it for cooking or anything else. Is the simpler the better? Mm-hmm. Yes, you have the people that are going to want to make their own concoctions and put their own spins on it. But you know what? If you're just getting into this, again, ice, vodka, mix, shake, stir, whatever, mm-hmm. drink. Right. It's always the best. Now, and you're trying the, the green this time. Okay. I'm so excited to try this because Ian just lit up. I, I want to see what happens when you take that sip. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Drum roll, please. What I love is that he's not just blurting out the first thing that no, comes I'm to No, I'm not. I'm trying to figure out the words to describe it. Okay. Um, and right about now, you I, get the heat. There it comes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I was expecting a little bit more of a bang right from the beginning, uh-uh. something that really grabbed you from the up. beginning. And it's going to build a little bit the more you have sips of it. Well, and, and but I think there are a lot of people that would probably prefer something that is a little less pensive, that's not as strong as a big, heavy, or sweet, you know, red tomato. And I think this is the mix for them. Yeah. It, it, it's it very fruity, like like it makes a tomato taste very fruity in that tomatillo mm-hmm. way. You're right. That second sip is is much better on it, and I can also see that this one would probably be the one that would mix the best with alternative alcohol. If you're like out, a, if you're like out a tequila of vodka, or a gin, tequila, you put the yeah. In there, you put the gin in there. I could I could see this going with some. With some Patron Silver. I could see yes, that sir. right like there. That. I could see that right there and tossing a little bit of Pico in it and just calling it a dip, too. That's amazing. I, yeah, I could totally see dipping chips in that. Now, it's I'm it's drinking, thick enough. I'm yeah. drinking the uh, the the regular Smoking Mary, and this is good. And the heat is different on this one. The heat is more of a cayenne, sneaks up, very back of the throat mm-hmm, kind of heat. Mm-hmm. Whereas that one right there sneaks up on you, but it's not quite as back of the throat. It's, uh, it's a little more... Up front, and I'm doing the little tart, which I think actually may be my favorite of the three, but it's one that kind of, uh, as as it did with Rowdy, I think it, it sneaks up on you not not necessarily in a heat way, but it sneaks up on you in that about the third or fourth drink you take, you go, ooh, so yeah. wow, you definitely I have, love, yeah. and we haven't Just mentioned to... this either, but I love how garlicky these are. Mm-hmm. The two out of the three that I've tasted now are very garlicky, too, and I love that garlic. And we're and not using any garnish, by the think way. About, so think about this right straight, now. Uh, straight after, sauce. After a few sips of that, Rowdy, bacon. Does it just make you want bacon? Everything is better with bacon, but you are exactly <laughs> right. And you know, I'm sure you've seen this at a number of your higher-line bars. The first time I ever had it was down at the Hotel Galvez several years ago, but I, I, you know, it was Sunday morning. I was preparing for an event. I had just a few minutes to myself and ordered a Bloody Mary. And they came out, and it had two strips of baked bacon in it. I love that. And mm-hmm. let me tell you something. There is nothing that makes a better Bloody Mary stirrer than a bacon strip. Yeah, Crispy and, and, as shit. And that's the thing. Here's the deal. You can make that so easy, too. A pack of bacon. You bake it for, I think it's 20 minutes at 350 mm-hmm. degrees. You drain the grease off. Let it cool. And let me tell you, you throw it in a glass, it'll stand up all day long. Yeah, you know, my wife it. taught me that. I used to fry bacon. I used to always fry it in a pan. Right? Oh, no. And it was, and it was okay. 
But my wife taught me we get parchment paper mm-hmm. and lay that bacon out on there and stick it in the oven. And when it looks like it's about to burn, give it another two minutes. Yeah. I, that's the only way I eat it these days. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, great. Yeah, uh, Elvis had something going on with that, I'm telling you. Well, Ian, after you taste that and crave bacon, then I want you to take a moment and think about the thick slab bacon at B&B Butchers. Ooh. Oh, oh that's even better. so good. How about this? Pork belly. Oh. <laughs> Oh, can you imagine that? Can you imagine this I love the way you said it almost right, like right, it was a right, porn I'm word. Up a scenario here. <laughs> well, can you imagine these Bloody Marys sitting outside with some shade because it's hot mm. here in Texas mm-hmm. and some pork belly tacos? Mm-hmm. Brunch. I, I'm style. telling that's you, with a little bit lived. of hangover that you're working off. That's, that's that is how the life perfect situation right there. Yeah. That's All right. It. We're going to take a break. <laughs> when we come back, drinking news plus cigars to watch for, and uh, we'll switch one more time so that we'll each try the last of these that we have not. Uh, Look at how much. Do we have enough vodka left to make that happen? I think in the I think video. So. Look We're at how much enough. this is sticking to the glass. Oh yeah, this is I totally. Love this. this is totally a. Uh, uh, and again, I just want to encourage you if you're making, if you're doing this at home, and you should, uh, don't forget to. Uh, to be heavy-handed with the vodka or whatever spirit oh you're God. making, because that really is what makes these best. I might also suggest that when you're making them, make them in a pitcher and oh, make them without ice. Same right? same thing with mimosas and same thing with screwdrivers because pour they it all over get, ice. No, yeah, you pour it over ice. Don't but make you, it with you ice. Make it without ice yeah. and put them in two very festive looking pitchers and just go 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 so that's interesting i've i've been making uh, the the pineapple express you remember when we had uh, the guys yeah, those uh, are great. The, the guys on from the uh, hemp vodka for yeah. the guys that did the uh, uh, the the vodka that made the pineapple express i've been making those at home and the way that i make them is i double the recipe i shake it up in the shaker and then i just pour it into a pitcher and put it in the refrigerator, like if people are coming over. Oh, yeah. Then when people get there, I take the pitcher, pour it back into the shaker, shake it one more time, yeah. strain into the glass. It's wonderful. Wonderful. That sounds awesome. Yeah. No, so. it's, it's the lyrics to a Luke Bryan song, too. <laughs> I believe it is. <laughs> I've noticed, by the way, country music totally wins by a landslide. In terms of number of hit songs on the chart at any one time that are specifically about drinking. Just oh, about absolutely. Drinking. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's nobody, there's no other genre even close. And trucks. Yeah, and trucks, yeah, but specifically drinking, yeah. Uh, I mean, Snoop Dogg tried to even the score a little for the hip-hop world, but he Gen couldn't. Juice was pretty big. He, he couldn't do it alone, that's the thing. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. Drinking News is next. It's smoking and Toastin'. Thank you for being here with us. Welcome back. It is Smokin' and Toastin'. Uh, it's show number 232. We are all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. It's falling and t- down on the job today, when it comes to the stirring stick. Today we're all about Bloody Marys. It's uh, it's it's uh, a kind of unusual thing for us, but we're, um, we've taken to it rather well, I think. I think that we're going to end up ordering some of this and having to have a Bloody Mary uh, brunch at some point. Uh, a, how about a Bloody Mary pizza brunch? Uh, I, I think I know a guy who would be into the Bloody Mary brunch. <laughs> All right, so before we get to drinking news, 
you're you're a guy that makes Bloody Marys at home mm-hmm. without this, without this at least up until now. What uh, what do you do to put together Bloody Marys when you're making them and people are coming over? Well, uh, you'll be surprised to find out that when it comes to vodka, I'm very pedestrian. Okay, and I'm talking going to specs and getting your typical eighteen dollar bottle of Sky or Svedka. Okay. Sometimes I will get just the regular bottle, blue bottle of Sky, and then mm-hmm. like a citrus Svedka. But we buy, what what we normally do is we buy a handful of vodkas because people's taste in vodka is different. So there's always a bottle of Absolute. There's always a bottle of Smirnoff. There's always a bottle of Stoli. Um, so they, you know, if they want to make them that way, but if I'm making them in a pitcher, it is going to be with one of those, um, I, I, I hate to use the word pedestrian, but just, well, I would just say consumer level, sure. non non uh, well, let me, vodka. let me just recommend the Space City because it's in that same price range. Is it? Yep. No, yep, I exactly. find that to be a very good vodka. Yeah, ex- exactly. That you can you can get for eighteen or nineteen bucks. You can get the large one with the handle. Right. So oh, uh, that sweet is very uh, oh, give interesting. It a, you just, so you just tried that, sip right? Or two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rowdy's right. My it knee will, jerk reaction is, get to is, you momentarily. is maybe not right off the bat, but. I'll take your word for it. What what you might be surprised at is, is is some of the things when I'm making Bloody Marys for friends is that I I I don't use celery. I don't use Tabasco. Really? Uh, I'm not a big olive guy, which is weird because I am a canner. I love I love using my you own. You like things. olives in martinis? I'm not a martini drinker. Really? Yeah, Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, and, and, and also lemon pepper. You talked about the different spices. Mm-hmm. I like celery salt. I like fajita seasoning. I like regular well, garlic salt. Let me just say that uh, while I'm not necessarily familiar with your Bloody Marys, I can tell you this man makes my favorite salsa in the world. Mm-hmm. Oh, I yeah? crave Christmas coming around because he will gift me a jar of his salsa for Christmas. And I feel bad That's because during the pandemic. How do I pan- get on that list? Well, I can get you some. I, and and we, the season is here for yeah. okra and salsa and things like that. And, and I'll tell you, because I, I brought it up a couple of times, I think the reason that I got into canning years ago was because these gifts were truly personal and from the heart. Right. You know, I mean, Cruz, right. if Cruz wants something, Cruz will go and buy it or find a way to get it. But I can't buy his salsa. Right, and this is and why I look forward to it every yeah, year. It, it gives me such joy to see that kind of joy coming around. Yeah, it's fantastic. I think Ian's playing me off here. He's just, no, I don't no, want to no, hear this pickled okra. No, no, see, you, I'm padding. I'm padding. So, I'm so this you is underscore. Oh. This is interesting, Rowdy, because what just what Rowdy just did is exactly what yeah, I did. You guys did. react exactly the same. Right, it's funny. Right. We uh, when you start playing music. Because both of us were DJs and and still are DJs, but that's that's how we basically were raised in the music business. And when the music starts, a clock starts going off in our head. We only have a little while left to wrap up what we're saying. Ian is going to start singing soon. Right, exactly. And no, that's that's exactly what the brain that is tells us. It's just it's and, just and, training, and what I'm you know? doing is adding musical underscore right, because right. it adds intensity. Right, and, you you think and, you're doing it like atmosphere like they do in, the a, in a movie. You're adding it yes. to adding it to the uh, to the score of what's going on. Well, I'm telling you. I'm doing you. it just so you know. I'm being very 80s with Boys Don't Cry today. I thought that was Boys Don't Cry. <laughs> On a ukulele, no less. If Robert Smith were dead, he'd be turning over in his grave. <laughs> but he's not dead. I'm sorry. You were going to say something else about uh, making Bloody Marys. Well, I, I think it, it is, it, it's a great anchor to uh, this uh, type of New Orleans brunch that we do, Mm -hmm. which really is kind of more like a highfalutin potluck. 
Right. Uh, you know, we, w- how we normally do it is there are there are four couples. Adam, could you put up a couple of those uh, pictures that, that Rowdy sent over of some of the more uh, uh, crazy uh, stuff? Right. Go ahead. And, and um, we'll request that each person bring something that will kind of go with the Bloody Marys, go with the mimosas, go with the, mm-hmm. the vodka screwdrivers. And, um, yes, on occasion, we have been known to get a little nutty when it comes to uh, decor on Bloody Marys. Mm. And you'll see how competitive some people can get <laughs> yeah, no when kidding. it comes to it. You know, whenever you see someone who's got a Bloody Mary, yet they have managed to somehow securely anchor a Fred Flintstone-sized rack of ribs on the side of it. <laughs> and that just scratches the surface. No, it's oh. amazing what can be done. It's wonderful. Yeah. You know, uh, so have you been to the volcano here in Houston and had their Bloody Mary? Hmm. It basically has an entire meal attached right. to a yeah. uh, attached to a love under the volcano. Uh, uh, what do you call it? A steak. Yeah, right. A, a skewer. Skewer. Thank do, you. That's do they have the, the the glasses where you can order directly on the glasses? No. I've seen that before, where <laughs> where you go into these higher line restaurants and it's like, all right, I want celery, pickled okra, uh, two slices of bacon, three olives. No, um, they just they just give you this thing with a giant summer sausage and everything. It's unbelievable. <laughs> well, that's that's what that's what this has come to is that. Uh, you know, again, pe- people uh, like every crave... time. You, every time you go to take a sip, you get summer sausage in the eye. <laughs> well, people cr- are craving flavors like no other. Why do you think you have a, a grapefruit IPA or watermelon or no, things that's like a good that? Point. Yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. And so people the, want flavors. The Bloody Mary uh, has become so simple to do and easy to make with and these it is mixes. Full of flavor, right? Yeah, and and so it's like, how do you up your game? Well, let me tell you how how to up your game. You know, I'm going to put, you know, uh, a, a, a Dungeness crab on the side of it. <laughs> <laughs> makes so, makes so little like, sense. Like the legs just wrap around your head every time you take a sip. Um, that's okay. I have to tell you, so the sweet one, um, not my favorite of the three. It is better the more I drink it. Uh, I get it. And there is a little tiny bit of heat in the very back end of it. Um, but my favorite out of the three, I'm definitely going back to number one. That well, because we all had a different number one, but you're talking about the green. Tomatia is the Tomatia. That's good stuff. Uh, you have. You what are you thinking about it? I just tasted the original, and I do like it. But my initial reaction to the sweet and spicy was not that positive. That one is going to be my favorite. Nice. Although I will say, I would doctor that slightly, and 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 probably just with sriracha sauce. Just to make it a little bit hotter in the beginning. You're I like think, my wife. She think, cannot honestly, take a recipe and do it exactly as it says. Well, oh, my wife. She does like it exactly thing. as yeah. she said as it says, and then adds one more thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, there's nothing wrong with that, and, 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 and that's it. what everybody does. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and she's usually right, by the yeah. way. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. So I, I, honestly, this one, uh, this one, I want. I want to water this one down a little bit, I think. I want a little less sweet. Now, that is the regular, right? This is the sweet. Oh, this, this is sweet, sweet spicy. Gotcha. I, I personally want a little less sweet. It's, it's, it's a good flavor. And it is very barbecue sauce. Uh, mm-hmm. Like I want, I want to put. It's like Kansas City barbecue like, sauce. Like I can put this definitely me. directly onto meat and be sure, happy sure about you could. that. Mm-hmm. You know, and, this, and there's nothing wrong with this. This would be amazing. Can I'd you like imagine do that making like afternoon? a pulled pork sandwich and just oh, pouring oh. a little bit of this on it? It'd be fantastic. Yeah. Here's what I think. And again, I've got all my notes here, and I can kind of dovetail into this um, and not waste a segment. Um, <laughs> I'm wondering if this sweet, smoky mix. 
was her trying to go after the elusive bloody bull market. Mm. Because, you know, there's Bloody Caesars, Bloody Marys, and Bloody Bulls. A Bloody Bull is essentially a Bloody Mary with a little bit of the tomato uh, base removed from it, and then you mix beef bouillon with it. Oh, interesting. Then you either do Worcestershire sauce, maybe Tabasco, and a little tangy barbecue sauce. All this, this. This was a big drink in the 70s with cattlemen, oilmen. I, I, when, when I was driving in today... I, I, I live in Richmond. I mentioned this. But I was down around the tollway and uh, Highway 59 and um, glanced over and saw where the old steak and ale used to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, and I can tell you that back in the day, that is what businessmen did. They would give the secretary the keys to the Lincoln Mark 8 or whatever, mm-hmm. and all the businessmen would pile in the car, and they would go down there. That's, that's right by the old uh, Texas Instruments, mm-hmm. right? Yep, yeah, yeah, same yeah. Thing. exactly what you're talking and, about. And they would... They would uh, they would uh, have a prime rib for lunch, and then they would drink bloody bulls all afternoon, and then the secretary would have to go pour them back in the car and bring them back to the yeah, office. Yeah, that's why the secretary had the keys. Right, yeah. and, and but that's that's what they were drinking. It wasn't a Bloody Mary. It was a bloody bull. Fascinating stuff. Yeah. Well, uh, you talked about stepping up your game. Here on Smoking and Toasting, when it's time for us to step up our game, that means it's time for Drinking News. Drinking news. <laughs> Can I point out that there is a, a budget for production on this show? Yeah. It's, it's not much. It's it's fifteen dollars per year, and they have yet to exceed that budget. Here at Smoking and Toasting, as I like to say, drinking news, we, drinking news. You know, we now it's time for we drinking avoid every news, expense. Drinking news, drinking news. <laughs> Rowdy's never heard drinking news. A Florida man with one arm had a gator for a pet. I asked about his absent arm. He said, uh, I had to take my gator to the vet. Drinking news, drinking news. Now it's time for drinking news. Cheers, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. It here, really is. Remember, when it comes to production value here at Smoking and Toasting, we spare every expense. <laughs> so that's the way I'm witnessing this, and, and he's not lying. Uh, a Florida woman. Oh, oh, oh wait, wait, wait. <laughs> we changed it up. Wait, wait. Not a Florida man, but a Florida woman got herself in some hot water over the weekend in St. Petersburg. By the way, uh, Rowdy, drinking news is uh, always comprised of stories that, first of all, we believe them to be true. They've been reported somewhere. Right. So to the I best of our knowledge... and I swear it's true. The best of our knowledge, the stories are true. Right. Right? And alcohol-infused? Uh, uh, well, they're not always about drinking, although sometimes they are. But they're always best enjoyed if you've been drinking. Well, and you said Florida. A Florida woman got herself in some hot water over the weekend in St. Petersburg. At about 8.30 on Saturday night, police responded to a disturbance call out of a St. Petersburg bar to find Olivia Taylor Washek visibly intoxicated. Visibly out, intoxicated. Yep, outside the establishment on Central Avenue. The 28-year-old is apparently a magazine cover model. Hey now. Whose Instagram profile states that she is currently, quote, second in her group among other girls in a Maxim Magazine cover girl competition, end quote. Oh. Police were called to the scene after Taylor Washek was seen 
stumbling on the sidewalk and attempting to give random citizens lap dances outside of the bar. When they arrived, the cops say they, that she threatened to punch them if they touched her. But then, when they offered to walk her to a nearby apartment or call somebody to pick her up, according to the police report, she allegedly began asking asking them multiple times if they wanted to, using her words here, bang her on the sidewalk. According to bystanders, Ooh. she started touching the officers and kept repeating her request for sidewalk sex before they eventually arrested her for disorderly intoxication. She was released Sunday on her own recognizance. If she wins... The Maxim Magazine cover competition, the model will receive a grand prize of $25,000, which Which will not cover her court costs. Yeah. Well, she says she'd use it to pay off her student loans. Uh, Taylor (laughs) Washek, and this is my favorite part of the whole story, and has to be good to be better than giving random strangers lap dances outside the bar. Taylor Washek, who claims to be a master mini golfer. (laughs) What? (laughs) Taylor Washek claims what is that to be a master mini golfer means you're really really good at putt putt golf. So this is the guy this is the guy that brings like a golf bag to the putt putt. Exactly. That's exactly right. (laughs) Apparently she's a master mini golfer and can wiggle her nose like a bunny. She's confident about winning the competition. Is that like like the uh, bewitched thing? I guess so. Well, look, guys. Even if it turns out bad for her. By the way, there was we put up a picture. I don't know if you saw. I didn't see her. No. You know, she can always return to her job as a teacher in the St. Petersburg Independent School District. She looks drunk in the picture. Oh yeah, totally. And I think the picture. I think that's the picture of her from her magazine cover sheet. Oh my goodness. She's not difficult to look at, but she definitely looks drunk. There's been no confirmation, by the way, that the lap dances she offered were in exchange for votes for the magazine cover contest. Let me tell you something. I'd have vote for that. Good <laughs> grief. Ladies and gentlemen, that is your drinking news. Drinking news. Drinking news. That was time for drinking news. Drinking news. Drinking news. Rowdy's never heard drinking news. But I'll never miss it. Cheers, y'all. Oh, yeah. I forgot, by the way, oop, didn't knock my microphone over. I forgot to bring out the beer for this segment because we're going to change things completely now. So, stall for me, guys. I can't believe this. Did you just mix two different ones together? Well, didn't, didn't you remember Lori talking about uh, mixing, blending? Yeah, blending this and that. Yeah. Blending them? Yes. So, why well, in the heck not try that? Because I don't want to waste any of this smoke and merry mix here. Speaking I, of blending, uh, this next beer is I love from this bottle. This is like champagne. This is from Ale Song Brewers and Brewing and Blending Company. So really excited to try this as well. Ian, uh, fortunately, oh, I brought this for you if that helps. All right. <laughs> Ian will be. What's the movie it. Office Space? Oh yeah, Dedrick Bader. No, I got this. Yeah. <laughs> Reaches down, he's got his own bottle opener right there on his belt. <laughs> Ian does too. Absolutely. Well, no, I this is my you. new pocket knife. Look how adorable it is. Yeah. Good God, that'll gut something. Yeah. That is just adorable. Isn't all right, it? now, now I take back all that stuff I said about D- you is camping. It, is it switchblade? Does it? Uh, no, no, no. That's just that's just a manual open. It's Good. not auto Good. like my other one. Or 
auto assist like my other other one. Auto assist. I like yes. that. <laughs> yeah, don't hurt yourself. Though, I'm right. not. I don't. That, it it is ridiculously sharp, so very. You know what? Here, you can just have this back. <laughs> <laughs> I would much rather handle a loaded gun. Yeah. Which yeah. <laughs> that's something I'm a little bit more familiar with. Yeah. You know, uh, when you get a new pocket knife, one mm-hmm. of the things you do is you, when when you're driving. Like I spend some time in my car because I drive a lot. Right. So what I do with that hand is I sit in the car and I open and close it with that hand so i get to know that knife really well so it's really easy to do that but every knife is a little different so you got to actually terms spend of a little the pressure and the, yeah you uh, got to get that rote muscle memory uh to where it's easy to open and this one since it has such a small opening right here i can't fit my thumb in it so i have to prime it with my first finger and then the thumb takes over you're damn lucky you haven't cut your thumb wow wow uh, you know what? It's it's guys that do that. It is that don't cut themselves sharp the AF. Yeah, I I, I had a, I had one of those odd accidents with a butterfly knife trying to be fly with it when I was a Dude, I, I, Stop. You said butterfly knife. Come on. <laughs> and, and from then on, me and the blades just didn't get along. Yeah, I had used them to cut steak, and that's it. I cut myself, and I owned a butterfly knife for, like, saying the exact same thing. Well, listen, I, I, you know, I have, you a very, on this one? I have a very similar but much more embarrassing story oh, about uh, a mishap with a butter knife. So uh, there's a... <laughs> A, you cut yourself with a butter knife? <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I wasn't a very coordinated kid. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. So what we have here from Ailsong, oh. which is a really, uh, really smell super that. respectable, That's, I love uh, that. That's impressive, a brewing and blending company. This is their Maestro barley wine ale aged in bourbon barrels. Oh. Ailsong out of Eugene, Oregon, and Ian, uh, of course, is probably a, a bigger fan of barley wine than anyone I know. So let's see. Uh, I hope you like maple syrup. Well, you get maple syrup, quite frankly, on the nose when you, you just you just take a sip of this. Yet? Not not yet, but I'm curious. Will one person consume that whole bottle? I mean, is generally speaking, I mean, is that something you split? Generally with? speaking, when I have a bottle like this, I will save it for sharing with somebody. Okay. Right. It, it's really perfect if you've got a buddy mm-hmm. over or there's, maybe two there's a commitment level i have been known to on on rare occasions go you know what i'm sitting at home i'm a beer a while and i have mm-hmm. a cigar we uh and have something like this by my lonesome but that's that's a commitment level because this is 13.2 percent last uh, weekend we got together uh w- for game night uh with the kids and adam and now his, i know why there was no party his brother well it was a previous commitment uh, we uh, we Adam and his uh, brother Aaron and I split a Pfrem bottle of uh, of aged Frem. yeah I know I call it Pfrem um, uh, of of a really nice aged uh, stout and it was it was absolutely delicious and perfect for for splitting three ways you now get to do the taste I'm going to tell you this after tasting this I would drink this whole bottle <laughs> I would walk in. Boy, that's Straight up and down, drinking this whole bottle, and walk out at about forty-five degrees. You know what? You know because I, I would be tilted. You know what I would do with this? I would order pancakes. The, oh. How maple syrup is that? <laughs> it is so Color maple syrup. Me impressed. Yeah. I would so order pancakes. Barley and pour wine this on. ales have often been considered the dean of beer styles, and Maestro is no exception. Aged in freshly emptied Heaven Hill bourbon barrels, this oak flavored. Uh, oak forward leader crescendos from its first sip to its last sultry aromas of toffee vanilla and spice toffee lead sure. lead to the band and a balanced sweet 
caramel-like malt flavor rounds out this full-bodied ale. What they're trying to say in a lot of words is maple syrup. Yes, or, this or, is, or beer good. Yes, this is delicious. This is huge. This is like, can you imagine this after having a great, like, uh, savory dinner, mm -hmm. a Thanksgiving or something like that dinner, and then or a really saying, great hey, guys, steak. I have a beer. Yeah, a great steak. And saying, "Hey guys, I have a beer. Let's share this." Well, let me ask you this: How you mentioned that it's you know uh, aged in a bourbon barrel, kind of like a port wine is. Oh yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, so is 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 this kind of like a dessert beer? <laughs> well, is, is it something that you would have with a meal? It says, "Life is like a song. Each beer is our expression. The enjoyment and interpretation is yours." What so, it's not is when you take outside on a hot day on a picnic. Yeah, no, this is not. I'm sitting out in the pool in the sunlight kind of mm -hmm. beer mm -hmm. but it's also not a i'm cloistered by myself and i'm not talking to anybody kind of beer right. i don't know about well, that <laughs> <laughs> maybe well, you i will tell you ian uh, and we've been doing the show what for three years now we've had a number of different barley wines on this show a uh, number of which have been fantastic i love barley wine this this is my favorite barley wine we've so have ever you had a barley had wine never before. ever this I love is it. a good Interpretation of a barley wine. Mm -hmm. That is so impressive. When you see barley wine, don't buy American barley wine. You'll be very sad. Um, but when you see barley wine style ale, this is a good approximation of what you're going to get. So, it's a little more maple syrup forward. So let me just interject here because this actually is an American barley wine because it comes from an American brewer. But it's not, but an, American it's not an American style, style barley wine. Yes. Correct. The American style barley wine is Are more carbonated. Uh, they're more carbonated and they just don't have, it's I think, the hoppy, quality which of is, this. Yeah. Can you imagine this with a bunch of hops? It's terrible. Mm. Yeah. But impressive. it is delicious uh, to drink like it is and or to pour over pancakes, whichever works uh, this, best for you. This is fantastic um, and I'm super excited about this particular thing it's my favorite barley wine i think we've ever tried i think it's outstanding i'm, I'm really surprised by that too because it's sticky sweet it is real sweet mm -hmm. this this is almost candy sweet but it works though which i like in barley wines i don't like it in some beers i don't like it in uh mm -hmm. some drinks but i do love in barley wine ales i love that sticky sweetness so i feel like with the but IPA, it's still very beer you know? I feel like with the IPA and with this, we totally made up mm. for that uh, first beer, didn't we? Yeah, the the Nola Berliner Weiss is just. And I was excited. Honestly, to Not be honest, so I well. thought that might be the winner of the day before we open. Well, it. let's face it; it's yeah. ninety degrees here. Yeah. We're all looking for right. something kind of light, airy, fruity, yeah. and special. So which that thing are. was none. So here we are drinking barley wines and Bloody Marys. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so what I'm, are you I might do? also point out that oh. the, the guys did not think that we could fill a whole lot of time about Bloody Marys today. Oh yeah. Fact uh, the matter is, I could go another hour if I had another uh, hour. Do you well, still have some we'll of that sweet have, Bloody Mary? Then we'll have to have you back on the show. Bloody Mary, right after that beer. Oh, 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 okay. Oh, no, well, remember because, I blended. Oh, the sweet, right oh, after the bottle. It's probably still good. Uh, here, you can you can try a little drink of mine. I don't mind. That's all right. I've had both vaccinations. Oh, nice. <laughs> no, that'll work. Yeah, oddly enough, they go well together. Which I don't know if I would have expected. I, I'm such a big fan of barley wines. Barley wine is a style that uh, I got turned on two years ago. Not very many breweries make it, um, and so it's harder to find. And then there's also this... Atrocity called American Barley Wine, which there's very few of them that are even palatable. It also has a tendency to be a bit expensive. Uh, the bottle we're it is drinking more now, it's about a, uh, about a $30 bottle of barley the, wine. The 
The company that turned me on to barley wines, as I, I absolutely love this, was uh, Horn Dog Brewery. Horn Dog, no kidding. For barley Horn Dog. Yeah, and I haven't bought Horn Dog in a long time, but they had one called. I can't think of the name of it, but uh, but they had a barley wine that was out for a long time. It was a regular thing. I could find it all the time, and then all of a sudden it just disappeared. Mm. I was like, what happened to this beer? Where'd my horn dog go? And uh, and it was so good. And then uh, so I started seeking out other barley wines, and they're just I just love the style. I love them. They're delicious. They're not for every situation. You don't want them floating down the river. Right. You know, you don't want them sitting out, you know, at 95 degrees at night like we have sometimes here, but. Man, if you're sitting inside air conditioning and hanging out or reading a book. That's the thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That is the or thing. Or hanging out with friends. It's a great. All right. Uh, we're going to take a break. We'll come back for our final segment, our goodbye segment. And I uh, just want to thank uh, Rowdy for being here today. This I've has had been, a lot of fun. This has been a blast. Other than and the rock music I and, and some of <laughs> you the You have a voice for radio. Have you thought about making really a career out of it? No. You know what? My, my father advised me on my career path very early on, and he said, son, get into your location. It's a recession-proof business, and it's worked well for me. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back. It's smoking and toasting. Well done. Uh, uh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> You're right. It's recession proof. No doubt about it. <laughs> Welcome back. It is Smoking and Toasting. We are glad to have you here for show number 232. We are brought to you by MyCigarShirts.com. Available on the web. All kinds of cool shirts for cigar lovers. Starting at under 20 bucks. And they're really cool. And check them out. MyCigarShirts.com. Dot com because cigars yeah so Ian what do you do if you've got a, a you know mediocre run of the mill beer but you need to sell a lot of it and you need to convince everybody they should come back and check it out maybe because they haven't you make a, while. a cold activated can yeah that's a good idea you maybe. do a vortex bottle a vortex bottle that doesn't work yes that's yes, a good uh, idea uh, well it's ineffectual it probably works if you were to make it longer what if you were to go place the, it in a centrifuge what if you were to go the puppies and kitties route puppies and kitties route yeah, you say, give away a free puppy with every so, case well that might get expensive but what you could do is you could put pictures of people's dogs on because everybody loves dogs right? all right look look here's the deal if you have a dog you love a dog. i got a beer that's not very good okay yeah but i want to make it appealing so all i'm gonna right. do right Make the mountains is turn keep colors. changing the can right until me and the times that we're into align and people go oh that's cool and trendy so right. then you end right, up right, with right. a dog something like Spuds McKenzie right 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 which I think like sold a lot of Bud Light when it was first invented right mm -hmm. it was Spuds Absolutely. McKenzie Bud Light yeah. although did you ever notice a Spuds McKenzie was a female dog yes yeah, Spuds was a girl. Spuds That's totally was true. a girl. And they did that because you can't just have a dog donk hanging out on everybody's t-shirt, well, yeah, apparently. That be, and, and female. Because that doesn't exist in our world. Like, you have to make it neutral, gender neutral or something and like that. And also, female dogs are much less likely to hump the spokesmodel's leg during the... the uh, during the commercials. But See, it's not entirely out of the question. Not out of the question. See, yes, now, it happens. It as, happens. as a young teenager, when that was happening... I would have worn a shirt of Spuds McKenzie humping the cameraman's legs mm -hmm. much faster than I would have worn any other shirt. I actually, of years Spuds ago, McKenzie. came up with an idea for a line of sportswear, and I'm not making this up, 
I made it up then, but I'm, I'm like I really, I really seriously considered, and I never launched it. I was going to do Humpy Dog Sportswear. Oh, it was back. Amazing. In the, it was back in the uh, uh, the you know the time of all that. I have. I have. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, uh, I too chat. was a teenager at that time, but I was working in radio. I had a friend of mine named Rob Wrinkle who had a marketing degree from the University of Texas. Rob North. Wrinkle. That's a great. <laughs> that sounds name. like a radio name. Totally. <laughs> like me, second generation. We we should be twins. We're redheaded. Our fathers were in the business. <laughs> anyway, Rob saw the 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 tremendous impact and popularity of the Spuds McKenzie thing and was trying to figure out a way to, to you know I don't I would not necessarily say capitalize on it but you know kind of uh, lampoon it a little bit and right. I remember that he printed up 50 t-shirts making sure not to violate the service mark or the copyright right, right, or anything right. like that and at first he was going to put a caption at the top of it that said the party's over Spuds licked himself <laughs> <laughs> but instead, uh, it was just basically a picture of a dog that had the spot on the back of it, obviously, you know, licking himself. Licking yeah. himself. Yeah. And, and the caption at the top said, go spuds, go. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know what? He, like, he printed up 50 of them and was out of them in a they day or sold, two. right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it takes you back to the oldest joke in the world. Why do dogs lick themselves? Because they can. Because they can. Yes. Yeah, so. Oh, you know, uh, is that the oldest joke in the world? Because I will tell you, I, I live in a neighborhood where, let's just say, the housing, uh, the, the the neighborhood, what do you call it, the neighborhood watch, uh, neighborhood, uh, the neighborhood, the housing, uh, yeah. Talking about the like the homeowners association. Homeowners association. That's what I'm looking for. Homeowners association is quite lax, and as I was driving around the corner from my house, there were a bunch of chickens crossing the road, <laughs> to which I just rolled down my window and screamed, why? My wife got a chuckle out of that, at least. <laughs> All right, the that's chickens, The chickens were real, I take it. No, for real. They like really they were literally chickens crossing the road, and I just rolled down the window and started screaming, "Why?" See, I think that's beautiful. I think it's beautiful. <laughs> Why? Really it took me a minute um, to get that. Well, Budweiser is launching Pupweiser, which is what started this whole thing, and it's a Wait, whole. Concept. Are they making a whole new beer? Oh no, no, no. To taste. Oh no! Why would they totally do that? Totally different and actually have some flavor. And no, stuff? no. Why would they do that? They're made, instead made with real dog. Okay, now wait a second. Are they are they taking their beer? Picture. No, no. And they're. They're not doing anything different. They're not doing with their anything beer? to the beer except putting your dog's picture on it, on the can, if you win. I can do that myself. Yeah, it's kinda of, it's called Photoshop. It's easy. <laughs> I feel um, like I feel like I can I can make other people have pictures of my dog. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Is that what we need to do? I have two of the most photogenic dogs on the planet. All right, guys, I got an idea. Let's make Mediocre to not so good beer, mm -hmm. and put it in cool packaging, and put horses and dogs around it, and cold activated cans, and and a twelve pack that you can just open up and put ice directly into. Yeah. No. Is, it, is this not working? No, it's not working at all. I mean, it's working for somebody because they're selling yeah. a lot of beer. Well, I I get it, but. Uh, I'm just my, my the whole point of the story is that it, this is all gimmicks. None of it's about the beer. Not what a bit beer? of it. It's about the beer. Exactly. We're talking about puppies. Exactly. May I ask a question? Sure. When was it ever? Well, see that's but that's what 
at least in the craft beer world, you'd like to think it is really uh, understood. Remember about when the Light beer. beer had their campaign about how good it was? Tastes and their, great, and less their filling. Campaign was, uh, yeah. Wow, you nailed it. Yeah, Bob no. Euchre. Hey, I, I just I, I remember that horrible movie that Loretta Swit was in and <laughs> Rip Torn was in, called uh, Beer. And, and, oh, that and was a bad movie. It was a terrible yeah. movie. It was a god awful movie. But uh, you know, the, I think the, I skipped that. The primary uh, character in this was, uh, uh, you know, family third, fourth, fifth generation German brewmaker, and and he said, you know, the, the, all beers are essentially the same. Talking on the, again on the consumer level, mm-hmm. he said they are all fermented, piss-colored water. <laughs> he said what makes them different is one thing, and that is. Advertising. Well, and and with macro beer, that really is that true. That is sure. the yeah. truth. Mm-hmm. It really, it really, and truly is. But now, you could have your dog on a can of Budweiser as one of four dogs that will be selected to represent. Do we have to drink a lot of Budweiser to make this happen? Uh, you know, because that would be the to... way they should make this happen. Like you have to drink, like you get the 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 magic golden twelve pack or something. <laughs> yeah, but here's. Here's oh my God! I just gave them an idea. God. Here's here's the greatest sin of I all. I was also going to invent women's clothes with pockets. Ah! Oh, why did I say that out loud? <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Here's the greatest sin of all. Their posts where they announce this contest, the Budweiser people, they actually say this, and I'm I'm reading this exactly as it's written. Your dog's pawfect face could be on millions of Bud cans sold around the country this fall. Pawfect. P-A-W-F-E-C-T. I'm just going to, right now, I'm just, I'm going to vow never to drink another Budweiser for the rest of my life just because they said perfect. They actually thought it was cute enough. Nobody in the ad agency killed that before it got into the press release. We're in a pandemic. Which, you which agency that, is even open right now? You remember now? that Budweiser craft-style beer that you brought in that we tried? Yes. They didn't kill that either. Yeah, no, you're right. Somebody and how many it. have you seen since that day? That was like two we years did, ago, right? We did that one blind. Remember that? Yes. I brought it in, didn't tell you what it was. We tasted it, and it wasn't that great. Uh, and, and, yeah, you can't buy one today. It's gone. Yeah. Has disappeared. But that passed test enough to get distributed to where you could go in a store and buy it. It doesn't have to be a good idea. Dude, the, vor- the, remember the Vortex is bottle? When, you talk about the Budweiser, Vortex bottle. It didn't work. When Budweiser adds flavor, it's not good flavor. Uh, yeah, that that's essentially the problem. What were they thinking? What are they thinking? I They're mean, thinking ass the king of beer. is flavor, <laughs> but it's not what you want. You know, we just have to end the show now because nothing <laughs> anyone says or does is going to top that. Would you agree? I don't, I don't think I can improve on <laughs> okay, that. Okay, and, and, and if anyone could, it would be you. So True, if, you're, yeah. if you're throwing in the towel, I think I will <laughs> I must. as well. Rowdy, thank you so much. I for have being broken the show. The show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I'm, I'm glad I came in. You will never see me here again. But wait a minute. One more thing, real yes, quick, before yes. I go. Uh, for those of you who have kind of an interest in these particular types of celebration in New yeah. Orleans brunch or, or you know, yeah. what I call you know, the highfalutin <laughs> potluck or whatever, yeah, uh, send me an email. I would love to, to help you out or just answer some questions. You can do that, rowdy at rowdyyates.com. And if you really want to see... Rowdy at rowdyyates.com. Right. And if you really want to see 
how the other half lives, and I mean people from all over the globe and the different ways in which they uh, concoct Bloody Marys, uh, join a Facebook group that I belong to called Bloody Mary Enthusiasts Unite. You will make friends of the Bloody Mary loving kind. Bloody from- Mary Enthusiasts Unite. The, yeah, and, and 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 you will meet up with uh, with awesome. these people that uh, that are uh, like minded and like palated. And uh, thank you very much for being on the show today. I appreciate we it. Appreciate I appreciate it. the invite. We always uh, also want to thank Laurie Nadu, who uh, did, was with uh, Smoke and Mary, who provided our uh, Smoke and Mary mixes today and was on the show. And uh, uh, before we go, let me just thank you for being with us through 232 of these. And uh, we wish you the best. Have a great week. And remember, pass is flavor. It's just not the flavor you want. No. Not the flavor you want. Don't ask for it in a popsicle. Have a great <laughs> week, my friends. Uh, thank you for being here. And uh, as we like to say here in Smoking and Toasting, yeah. cheers, y'all. Yeah. Cheers. Yeah. <laughs>